The Chicago Blackhawks are back in action tonight to take on the Vancouver Canucks in their first game with Rick Tockett as head coach. I'll get into a full preview of the matchup, and I'll also take a look back at a trade that went down between these two teams earlier on in the season. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 24th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then make sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, which I always greatly appreciate. And the best part about it all, folks, is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. And for those of you who may be unaware at this point, your boy over here will be giving away two free Blackhawks tickets to a game sometime in the second half of the regular season. I'm going to figure out the dates here probably sometime within the next week. I have it kind of down to the final three games, I'm thinking. But in order to qualify, you have to do two things. First, you have to either go and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Bonus points to those out there who leave me a five-star review. And you're also going to want to be sure to drop the name of your YouTube channel in that review as well, because the second thing you need to do, you got to be subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. If I see your review, I choose you to be the winner, but you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel. I'm going to go and choose another another winner. You got to do both in order to qualify for the two free tickets. So make sure to go do that. Also, from here on out, folks, every episode is going to have a video uploaded to YouTube. So it only makes sense to subscribe to the channel. It's also 100% for free, and it really does help me out tremendously. I would greatly appreciate it. While you're there, make sure to smash the like button down below on today's video. And last, but certainly not least, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, enough of that. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. Getting right into it this morning, the Blackhawks, of course, are back in action tonight. Kicking off their three-game road trip out west against the Vancouver Canucks. Not to be mean about it, but they're kind of the laughing stock of the NHL right now, considering how they handled the firing of now former head coach Bruce Boudreaux recently. I'm not going to get into too much of the details. It's kind of been publicized for the entire world to follow along throughout the, the timeline of this season. But for those who may be unaware at this point, basically. Um, the writing was on the wall for Bruce Boudreau to get fired the past couple months, really since the season started, I guess, and didn't get off to a great start for Vancouver. Uh, the writing's kind of been on the wall and even Boudreau knew it, but I think the part that, you know, most people were upset with or frustrated with considering how Vancouver handled this was GM Jim Rutherford really just being, you know, it's kind of a, a tough fine line here because people always say, oh, well, 
why aren't players and why aren't people when they talk to the media open and honest? It's because of situations like this. Um, now, Jim Rutherford absolutely should not have given out all the details publicly about what the Canucks were doing and how they were searching for a new head coach, even though Bruce Boudreaux still had the job. He was saying that openly to everybody, which is, you know, a pretty big insult for a guy who's been around as long as Bruce Boudreaux and who's done as much as he has for the game. Um, so yeah, just really classless by Vancouver and that organization did not show any respect really to Bruce Boudreaux throughout the entire process. On the flip side though, Boudreaux handled it better than I think anyone really would have in that situation. Um, acting like a pro, didn't deserve to be treated the way he did, but still handled it with all class. Respect to the Vancouver Canucks fans, too, for showing Bruce Boudreaux some appreciation when, you know, the past couple of games he knew he was going to get fired, but went out there and did his job anyway. Great on the fans from Vancouver to give him, you know, uh, the celebration that he deserves. Um, But yeah, that's kind of where Vancouver has been at the last couple of weeks. They've been the talking stick of the NHL. Bruce Boudreaux is now officially out, and Rick Tockett is fresh off the TNT panel and is slated to coach his first game as the head coach of the Vancouver Canucks tonight against our Chicago Blackhawks. And doing some quick background here on Vancouver for those who haven't really followed along with their season, you can just go and look at the standings. Obviously, it hasn't gone the way they wanted it to, or you know they wouldn't have fired their head coach. Um, but they come into this game, the Canucks do, with an 18-25-3 record through 46 games. They're currently 16 points out of a playoff spot, which is, you know, seems like a pretty daunting task. But there's a lot of games left. And, uh, you know, just taking it game by game, we've seen crazier runs happen in the second half of the season. Now, I'm not going to go and say Vancouver's the team to do it or they're a team of destiny to go on this run. But we've seen things happen when new head coaches get implemented. The one that comes to mind most recently uh, was just this, this around this time last year when Dave Tippett got fired from the Edmonton Oilers and Jay Woodcroft came in and they were a much better team under Woodcroft than they were under Tippett. The actual kind of uh, boiling point for Tippett's tenure with the Oilers was losing to the Chicago Blackhawks. That was his last game that he coached behind the Oilers bench. But we see runs like this when you get a new head coach in there and a different voice to just kind of shake things up and you get a little bit of a fresh start. Uh, crazier, We've seen crazier things happen. Um, but the Canucks are, are not in a good spot right now, no doubt about it, especially with the expectations for this team coming into the year. And I, I think they're arguably in, in the worst spot right now, considering how loaded this NHL draft is. Yes, there is supposedly talent down into uh, later into the first round than we've seen in years past, but still being in that limbo situation, us Blackhawks fans know it all too well. That's really what's killer when you're not good enough to go and contend for the playoffs and you're not bad enough to really have a good enough chance to to get a high enough pick in the lottery. So it's a tough spot that Rick Tockett is entering um, in his new tenure as Canucks head coach. Excuse me, I had a hiccup. Uh, But looking at some more recent form for the Vancouver Canucks, they've dropped eight of their 10 games here in the month of January, including three in a row at home coming into this one tonight. But as I already mentioned, I don't think the Blackhawks can can take this game lightly. We see teams respond well to new head coaches all the time. Um, you know, the leader from behind the bench is gone, but those players that are on the bench, they're 
still the same. So if the Blackhawks come out with an effort like they had Sunday night against the Los Angeles Kings, and they could easily find themselves trailing early and often throughout the course of this game, which, you know, honestly wouldn't be the worst thing in the entire world, considering the Blackhawks have won six of their last eight games and they're no longer in last place in the Connor Bedard standings or first place in the Connor Bedard standings, however you want to put it. Uh, so I guess picking up a loss tonight wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but at the same time, we are starting to see some nice signs of improvement and camaraderie and chemistry built with this group. And, you know, while the season is meant to be a wash, I do think under first year head coach, Luke Richardson, it's encouraging to see the team show signs of improvement in, in the past handful of games. So uh, I'd prefer them to show that kind of performance and still wind up on the losing end. Hopefully um, that can kind of be the case and the Blackhawks can have a, a, a moral victory in terms of the 2023 NHL draft. And I know the players certainly won't feel that way, uh, but ultimately I do think if the Blackhawks get caught sleeping right out of the gate, don't be shocked if Vancouver punishes them with an offensive explosion because we've seen it in the past when new head coaches step in. All right, there is my preview of tonight's matchup in Vancouver. By the way, it's a 9 p.m. Central Time puck drop, unfortunately, folks. Coming up in just a minute, I will get into the Blackhawks' projected lineup out west, and I'll also talk about a trade between the Hawks and the Canucks that went down earlier on in the season. But first, I got to talk to you all about Athletic Greens and their new AG1 product, which is something that I try and use every single morning because with just one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and more to help you start your day. And this special blend of ingredients is truly incredible and will change your world. It helps support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and even your aging. And Athletic Greens was first created when the founder themselves experienced a ton of gut issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine in order to recover. That used to cost them over $100 per day, but now Athletic Greens has created an optimal and affordable nutrition routine that'll cost you less than $3 per day, which is such a cheap and easy way to invest in both your health and your body. Now, I'm not kidding, folks. I try to get my one scoop in every single morning because I really feel the difference, whether it's before I record the show or before I go into work, before I hit the golf course with some of my friends. It just gives me that edge that I need to get over the hump and get my morning started. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D along with five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do, go and visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network right now. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Real quick, just wanted to say thank you again to everyone out there for making the show your very first listen each and every day. Now for your second listen, make sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL Prospects, which is a very relevant podcast for us Blackhawks fans right now, because this podcast covers the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the 2023 NHL Draft. Plus, you can also get NHL Draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every single team. So make sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL Prospects, available on YouTube, this app, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, segment two, let's talk about what we could see 
out of the Blackhawks lineup here tonight in Vancouver, as I just said, at 9 p.m. Central Time. Puck drop. Pretty unfortunate. The rough part of the Blackhawks going out for the West Coast road trip. Obviously, we know that forward Tyler Johnson has been placed on injured reserve with a left ankle injury, was not able to finish Sunday's game against the Los Angeles Kings at the UC, was spotted in a walking boot after the game, and has now been placed on injured reserve. Hopefully, it won't be a lofty absence for Tyler Johnson, who is really playing some excellent hockey up on the Blackhawks' top line. Some other transactions that were made yesterday, Isaac Phillips kind of surprisingly was sent back down to Rockford, although if he's not playing on a nightly basis, which is a little bit confusing of itself, uh, he wasn't. He was regularly in and out of the lineup for Ian Mitchell. does make sense to return him to Rockford, where he'll play a mammoth role for a really competitive team. I don't completely disagree with the move. I think Isaac Phillips could be an NHLer, but if you're not playing him every game, I get having him down in Rockford. And with Phillips going down, the Blackhawks decided to recall forward Luke Philp for his first stint up in the NHL this year. And Philip Ruse was recalled back up after he played in 15 games for the Blackhawks earlier on in the season. I want to pull up Luke Philp's numbers. I meant to do this before the show, but I had just completely forgot. Philp, 27 years old now. He's played in, wow. I thought he made his NHL debut in the past. He has not made his NHL debut. Now he's played well over 100 games in the AHL. Always been a really good player at that level. Most recently has 30 points, 14 goals, and 16 assists in 31 games for the Rockford Ice Hogs. Been a huge part of their offensive success this season. So for Luke Phillip, I'm really interested to see if he's going to make his NHL debut here tonight in Vancouver. Uh, kind of looking at the breakdown of the Blackhawks active roster right now with Tyler Johnson placed on IR. He joins Jujar Kara. There's still no timetable there for his back injury. And then Jared Tenorti is expected to miss until at least the NHL All-Star break. I believe he's having some metal removed from his mouth stemming from that facial fracture he suffered in December against the New York Rangers. Um, should be getting that out sometime soon. So. With the Blackhawks being down, Tyler Johnson and Jujar Kara at the forward position right now, that's why they called up Luke Philp, because prior to calling him up, they only had 12 active forwards on the roster. And Boris Kachuk's kind of been the guy who's been the clear-cut 13th man, if you will, as of late. Um, really hasn't drawn into the lineup consistently for like a month now, basically. Um, and he didn't do himself any favors in that manner, by the way. He was kind of playing like a bonehead. Um, in his past few games of action. So the Blackhawks have regularly been healthy, scratching Kachuk. Going to be interesting to see if they elect to put him in the lineup tonight or if they elect to go with Luke Philp in his NHL debut. Either way, there is going to have to be some change made to the Blackhawks' top line. I expect Max Domi and Patrick Kane to remain together up there, but Tyler Johnson was the one who recently had been slotting in at the left wing spot, I think it's it's probably two options here if I had to guess Blackhawks fans. I think Philip Kershev could either get bumped up to the top line and someone from the third line gets bumped up to the second. Um, that could happen. I also think Andreas Athanasi was probably the guy who's going to get another crack of it. Um, I think that's the more likely scenario that we see here at the morning skate. Andreas Athanasi, I feel like even though the third line has been very good as of late and you don't want to break that trio up, I think 
Lafferty and Dickinson are the two who you, you got to stick together more so than uh, keeping Athena see you there. And he's been pretty active. I thought I, I I've, kind of felt like he's had one of his better stretches of the season, maybe his best stretch of the season in the past couple of weeks in terms of just how engaged he's been on a nightly basis and how active he's been. So ultimately, I do think Andres Athanasiu is the one who will get bumped up and take Tyler Johnson's spot on that second line, or on that top line, excuse me. The second line should remain the same, in my opinion, of Philip Kershev, Jonathan Taves, Taylor Radish. Third line, stick Sam Lafferty, keep those two together, Sam Lafferty and Jason Dickinson. This would be a spot I think you could put Luke Philp in, have Jason Dickinson, Sam Lafferty, and Luke Philp occupy that third line and then leave Colin Blackwell, Mackenzie Ann Whistle, and Reese Johnson together as the fourth line. They've actually been doing some really solid work together in the past few games as well. If Kachuk were to draw in, I could see him maybe taking over the left wing spot on that fourth line. And then maybe a guy like Colin Blackwell gets bumped up to play with Lafferty and Dickinson. I feel like those, his game could probably pair well with those two, but we're going to have to see what head coach Luke Richardson ultimately ends up going with at the morning skate. But if I had to guess, either Boris Kachuk or Luke Philp will wind up being the extra forward tonight. As for the defense uh, the defensive pairings, we know Isaac Phillips is down in Rockford. Philip Ruse has been recalled from the Ice Hogs. Expect Jake McCabe and Seth Jones to remain together as the top pairing. They've been dynamite here recently. Jack Johnson and Connor Murphy will probably remain the second pairing. And then I, I think Caleb Jones and Ian Mitchell will remain as the third. I don't think Richardson is going to throw Philip Ruse right into the lineup when he hasn't had a day or of practice with this group or, or anything. So I expect Ruse to be the extra defenseman there. Same defensive pairings as we saw last game against the Kings. And then the question becomes whether we see Jackson Stauber or Peter Morazic in net for the Hawks tonight. My gut would tell me that it's probably Peter Morazic after he had a, another really sound showing against the Kings on Sunday and deserved better than the two to one loss that he suffered. Um, really didn't make any mistakes in that game. I, I thought Jared Anderson Dolan's second goal was a little weak, but when you only get one goal of offensive support, you know, you can't really be blaming your goaltender. So I think Peter Morazic will probably get the start, but I also wouldn't be shocked if Jackson Stauber gets the nod here once again after how well he performed in St. Louis in his NHL debut. So we'll have to see. Could really be either guy. Wouldn't be surprised to see either of the two in net for the Blackhawks tonight. All right, there are my thoughts on the Blackhawks' projected lineup for tonight's game against the Canucks. Coming up in just a moment, I will reflect back on a trade that occurred between these teams back at the beginning of the season. But first, I need to talk to you all about FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sportsbook in America right now. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And new customers, you can join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. All you got to do is place one $5 bet. Win or lose, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, can even combine your bets for a chance to win a much bigger payout with the same game parlay feature. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash lockdown. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 
the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Before I wrap up today's show, folks, I did want to take a moment first to get a drink of water. I'm parched. Mouth is drier than a mug. I did want to take a moment, excuse me, to look back at the trade that went down uh, that now appears to be a very sweet, sweet victory for the Blackhawks and young general manager Kyle Davidson. For those of you who may have forgot, back on October 7th, 2022, right before the start of the NHL regular season, the Blackhawks sent defenseman Riley Stillman to the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for Jason Dickinson and a 2024 second round pick. Now, some of you out there are probably wondering, wait, how did the Blackhawks turn Riley Stillman into Dickinson and a second? Well, Vancouver, like a lot of teams out there, was in salary cap hell to open up the year, and the expectations for them was to contend for the Stanley Cup playoffs. So they felt it was best for them to shed some of that money to free up some space and give them more ability to do things moving forward. So they elected to send Dickinson in his $2.65 million cap hit over the next two seasons this year and next year, sent that to the Blackhawks. What was Kyle Davidson's asking price to do them the favor of taking on Dickinson's contract? He had a really down year in Vancouver, by the way, which is why Vancouver was okay with kind of pushing him out. Uh, The Blackhawks' price for taking on that contract and getting the Canucks out of salary cap hell a little bit was a 2024 second round pick. And it looks to be Quite a marvelous return for the Chicago Blackhawks. They obviously have the financial wiggle room to take on Dickinson's deal. And he's actually been pretty solid for them down on the third line. The offensive production has kind of been hit or miss. It feels like he's either, you know, having himself a three-point night or he's not winding up on the stat sheet. But he is undoubtedly making a difference on both sides of the puck. Recently had a really nice game against the St. Louis Blues. Defensively has been doing the little things all season long. Also has come in and been a staple of the Blackhawks penalty kill, which, you know, if you kind of go and look at the the league statistics, they're middle of the pack a little bit behind that. But it's actually been one of their brighter spots as a team throughout the course of this season. So Jason Dickinson has been a, a really solid addition, in my opinion, down on the third line. Obviously, like I mentioned, the Blackhawks are in a situation where they can take on a contract like that. Um, And I really feel like he's clicked with Sam Lafferty. I think that's kind of been the most notable thing. He has noticeable chemistry with Sam Lafferty. They both kind of bring a similar style to the game. Uh, And they obviously got a second round pick out of it. Who knows what that could turn into? Uh, All in exchange for Riley Stillman, who, you know, not a knock on him, but he's only played in 23 NHL games this season for the Canucks, averaging just over 15 minutes a night with no goals and three assists. It was a heck of a gamble, I will say, by general manager, Canucks general manager, Jim Rutherford. Uh, Probably not the best asset management, if I had to guess, giving up a second round pick for a guy who, you know, let's call a spade a spade here. Riley Stillman is is kind of a third-pairing tweener, like a sixth, seventh defenseman in an NHL lineup at this point. Just really still yet to cement himself as a legitimate NHLer at this point in his career. I thought, you know, in training camp and in the preseason, it was 
kind of like Ian Mitchell, kind of a make or break season for Riley Stillman. But ultimately, look, that was just too good of a deal to turn down. Even just a, a second round pick. Someone offered a second round pick for Riley Stillman. Now, obviously, that wouldn't be the asking price. Um considering the Vancouver Canucks, the reason they gave up that second was to shed some salary cap. It would never be a one-for-one second-round pick for Riley Stillman, but still uh, too good of a deal for Blackhawks general manager Kyle Davidson to say no to, just plain and simple. Um, just that that is what Riley Stillman is at this point, and he hasn't even been a regular in the lineup for the Vancouver Canucks. So sure looks to be a really solid deal for the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes, they do have to pay Jason Dickinson over the next two years, but you know they have the, the means to do that. And also, Jason Dickinson, he's only 27 years old. Um, I know he's maybe not part of the long-term picture, but you're still going to have to have some veterans on the team throughout the years. And he feels like a good, respectable, two-way guy to kind of lead the charge, potentially. So I've been really happy with Jason Dickinson, really happy with how this trade's looking. I think this is what Kyle Davidson should be trying to do more of as we approach the trade deadline. Try and help teams out who are in salary cap hell. We'll take on your bad deals, especially if we plan on trading hell, just even one of Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves. That's going to free up. I know the Blackhawks will take on half of the deal at least. So it'll still free up $5.25 million. That's a player or two that they could take on to get either draft picks or prospects, which I do think they need to start adding a little bit more. I get Davidson wants draft picks so he can be in control of who they select. I still think he needs to go after a little bit more proven prospects or a little bit more further developed guys. But this is the type of trade he needs to be making with the Blackhawks being in a lenient place in terms of the salary cap and many other NHL clubs, not uh, with the, the current case of the salary cap right now before it goes up. So. Um, we're going to have to wait and see what that second round pick turns into in 2024, but, uh, no doubt seems to be a massive win by Blackhawks general manager, Kyle Davidson. However, it shakes out unless Riley Stillman becomes like, uh, Nick Lindstrom or something like that. <laughs> if that's the case, yeah, it's going to turn out to be an L. Don't think that's too likely. Um, so more likely than not, I think this is going to go down as a massive dub early in the tenure for Blackhawks general manager, Kyle Davidson. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Tuesday, January 24th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Make sure if you're not already to go and follow the show 100% for free wherever you get your podcast and go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube. Go and leave me a review to qualify for two free Blackhawks tickets. Go and check out those shows. Give them a follow and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as they come out each and every day. Thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, it's going to do it here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.